pray with me. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, and we will see what the Lord has in store for us today. We're excited. We're going to have a baptism, at least one baptism at the conclusion this morning. Amen. Landon Tapia received the baptism of the Holy Ghost last week and is going to be baptized this morning. We're excited with him and with the Tapias, Harshbargers, know they are rejoicing today as well as heaven is rejoicing today. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9 and 1 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to read two verses and we'll see what the Lord has in store for us this morning. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 21. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all of the vessels of ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Read this next with me now. And without shedding of blood is no Remission. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver and gold, from your vain conversations re received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Are you thankful for the blood of the Lamb this morning? Let's just thank the Lord for His precious blood today. Hallelujah. Come on, we can do a little better than that this morning. It's by the blood of Jesus that we are redeemed today. Let's just magnify Him this morning. Lord, You're worthy, You're worthy, You're worthy, You're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you greet two or three people around you as you're seated this morning in the name of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. The songwriter said it right when he said that the blood will never lose its power. Because the blood of bulls and goats was in effect for a space of time, but then that time would be fulfilled when the requirements. Brother Corey, I got a little bit of a ring kind of going on up here on the platform. I appreciate you helping me with giving me a little extra monitor, but it's, I don't know if I've got another microphone on here that's ringing. I love I, I loved the technical uh, aspects of things, but um, sometimes, like this morning, my iPad wouldn't work. So you got to look at the big apple up here this morning while I'm while I'm speaking. So uh, we appreciate. You know, sometimes <clears throat> somebody said one time, "You never notice the sound guy until something goes wrong." And I can promise you, it's not his fault. Why don't you give them a great big hand? This team works back in the back during revival. They come early. God bless you, and thank you guys for and ladies for all of your work. Amen. The songwriter said that the blood will never lose its power, and it's so true because the blood of bulls and goats did its work for a space of time, and then after that space of time, it required 
another sacrifice. For that blood now no longer had its qualities to be able to uh, roll sin ahead. It no longer could offer, uh, could offer its redemptive work. It, it was only good for a space of time. But Jesus Christ, the ultimate sacrifice, the spotless lamb, who gave his life ransom for you and I. When his blood was shed, it was not shed to be shed again by another. But that blood was shed once and for all. It had the ability to redeem from that day forward until the return to call his church home. I'm thankful that the blood of Jesus Christ has never lost its power. Can I tell you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, that may be in this building, that you have been washed in the blood, you have a whole lot to be grateful for. Your life may feel like today that you're going through it, have struggles, have difficulties, but let me tell you today, you need to anchor in one thing. You have been washed in the blood of Jesus. And there is nothing that you should be any more grateful for than the work that Jesus Christ did on Calvary for your sins. Not to be offered again, but that blood will never lose its power. The blood of Jesus, the atonement that was paid for you and I, was paid once and for all. When Jesus said, it is finished, indeed the redemptive work of Calvary was complete and it was finished. And you and I sit this morning in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, knowing that the blood is still at work in our life. I don't know about you, but I'm glad the blood is still at work in my life. We are washed daily and repeatedly by the water of the word. But I got to tell you that the word would have no effect without the blood. Because the blood of Jesus is what washed away my sin. And we are purged and purified by the water of the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's impossible for the sin of any man to be forgiven without the shedding of blood. I know that we live in a day that would like to minimize The discussion about the blood, it sounds gory, it sounds messy, it sounds dirty, it sounds disgusting, but I have to come this morning and tell you that it's precious. The blood of Jesus is precious. There's no other, you can talk about precious things in this world, but there is nothing more precious than the blood of Jesus. If this gets old to you this morning, there's something wrong in your life. You must never, ever get tired of hearing a message about the blood. You must never get weary about the blood of Jesus, for it's still working today, for it's still reaching today, for it's still in effect today, for it's the blood that gives me strength from day to day, and it will never lose its power. Somebody ought to thank God this morning for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. As soon as man sinned in the garden, God taught man that he needed sacrifice. Adam and Eve, after they had sinned, tried to clothe themselves with fig leaves, but that was not sufficient covering. 
Soon God made the first sacrifice and killed two animals shedding their blood and God covered Adam and Eve with the skins of those animals for clothing. The animals' lives were sacrificed to cover their sin. When the sons of Adam, Cain and Abel had grown up, Cain brought forth a sacrifice from the toil of his hands, the fruit of the earth. But then he learned quickly that the only sacrifice that God could accept was a blood sacrifice. Cain then tried to to take blood out of the equation, but to Cain, his sacrifice of the fruits of the ground, the scripture said that God had no respect. Can I pause for a moment and tell you that you can try all you want to be redeemed with your works, with your good nature, with all of your good acts, but your goodness alone will not save you. There's nothing wrong with your goodness. God bless you for your goodness. But your goodness and your acts and your kindness and your giving of alms and your, you, you can pay your tithes and still be lost. You can sit through church services and still be lost. You can, you can do good for mankind, but you will still be lost. But you must have the blood of Jesus applied to your life by the new birth experience. I'm glad that I have received the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. I'm glad that I've been born again of the water and of the Spirit. I'm glad I've had the blood of Jesus work in my life. When the sons of Adam, Cain and Abel had grown up and through the toil of his hand, Cain brings forth and says, here I will take it, but the Lord would only accept a blood sacrifice. He wouldn't have it any other way. The scripture says there was a man by the name of Job who lived before Noah. Abraham and Isaac. The Bible records that he offered sacrifice for his children because he feared that they had offended God while that they were feasting. He did not think, uh, nor did any of those ancient men who feared God think of finding acceptance with God in any other way or finding forgiveness for their sin in any other way without the shedding of blood. They knew it required the shedding of blood. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing in your life that is more important than the message of the cross. We can preach fancy sermons. We can talk about the operation of the Holy Ghost. We can talk about the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. We can have healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. But can I tell you, there is absolutely nothing that is any more powerful than the fundamental truth of the blood of Jesus and the redemptive work of the cross. If you don't love that message, you need to fall in love with that message. It needs to never get old. You need to ask God, let it be refreshed in my spirit. Let me fall in love with the redemptive work of the cross. What is taking place last week when several, I don't know, 19 people received the Holy Ghost on Sunday. When there was, uh, I don't know, seven or eight baptized in Jesus' name. Or this morning when Landon and maybe some of you who have never been baptized will want to join him today and be baptized in Jesus' name. This kind of work, there is nothing more important than the work of the plan of salvation. 
nothing more important. The angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents. And I believe the church ought to rejoice when somebody goes down in water baptism in the name of Jesus. And heaven and earth ought to rejoice when somebody comes through to the fulfillment of that promise of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The concept of sacrifice is universally held through Scripture and throughout Christianity. We understand whatever culture you research, wherever there is any concept of God, you will find sacrifice in some form or, or other in their worship. When the Old Testament law was finally revealed unto man, it was again confirmed that blood sacrifice for sin was necessary. The Lord dedicated 27 chapters of the book of Leviticus to explain to the Hebrew children and to the Hebrew nation how he wanted them to worship him. From the very first thought in the very first chapter, there is a mention of blood sacrifice. The Lord calls Moses and speaks to him out of the tabernacle of the congregation saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of cattle, even of the herd and of the flock. And in his offering be burnt sacrifice of the herd. Let him offer male without blemish, he shall offer it. Uh, of its own of, of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord, and the priest Aaron's son shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. In the book of Leviticus alone, there are 89 references to the blood. That is in just one book out of 66 that make up our Bible. I believe the redemptive work of blood is very important. If you were going back in time to visit the old tabernacle of the Old Testament, the most prominent thing about it is that it would capture your attention. It would not be the golden laver or the golden candlesticks or the covering of skins. But the thing that would impact your senses the most would be the presence of the blood. I don't know if you realize it or not, but the tabernacle must have looked hideous by the end of the day. The holy edifice must have needed constant arrangements for its cleansing because of the continual sacrifices that were being offered there. And because so much of the service consisted of the shedding and sprinkling of blood, there must have been blood everywhere. It was prevalent. The most sacred thing a worshiper could do in the Old Testament era was, era was that they could be involved in the presentation of the blood before God. And this is just the thought that God wants us to retain in our mind today. Without the shedding of blood, there is no Remission. 
which brings me to one of my main ideas for this message today. And that is regardless where you come from today, there is hope for you in the cross. Regardless what your past looks like, there is hope for you in the cross. Regardless what your history, what, what, what the, your, the record books of history tell about your past. Regardless what people know about you, it doesn't really matter. Because when the blood comes to effect in your life, it all disappears. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If you've ever been washed in the blood, ladies and gentlemen, you have been washed with the most powerful detergent that can cleanse you, that can make you whole again, that can make you new again. All precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I wish I had the voice this morning. I think I'd break out and sing a couple of these old ones. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Without the shedding of blood, there is no salvation. You must be washed in the blood of Jesus. Abraham told Isaac, My son, God, will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Was the assurance of Abraham to Isaac. But to us, there is still sweeter assurance. Because Jesus Christ was the lamb caught in the thicket. God literally robed himself in flesh to become our sacrificial lamb. God himself came into the world. He came into the world, but he came to his own, but his own received him not. We who was in this world and had no hope in this world, who were far off lost without God in this world, were brought nigh, but there's only one way we were brought nigh. We were brought nigh unto him by the blood of Jesus. What was it that brought us, Gentile nation, close to God? It was the blood. It was the blood. Can I tell you this morning, child of God, one who has walked away from God, one who has never experienced the blood today, can I tell you the redemptive work of Calvary is still in effect this morning. Can I tell you today, it doesn't matter how far you go away from the Lord, we still have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He is the propitiation for our sin. Can I tell you this morning that the blood is still working for you today? Can I tell you the blood is still at work in your life? We don't have to do it all over again. The blood is still at work today. Maybe you drifted far away from God, but can I tell you this morning that the blood is still reaching for you, still drawing you, still wanting to do a work in your life today? Ladies and gentlemen, regardless what your past looks like, you can be refreshed and renewed in the Holy Ghost today. The blood of Calvary can once again be an effect in your life today. Right. 
God came into the world. He, he was offended by man's sin. He who was offended by man's sin came down to his own creation to become the sacrifice and to abolish that sin. He took upon himself human body, spotless and without the sinful curse of the first Adam. And here he lived as a man, a perfect man. He was God, creator, in a body of flesh and blood. And when he had reached his appointed time, he offered himself upon an old rugged cross as the ultimate sacrifice for the atonement of sin, thus leading us to the key point of our text this morning. And by the shedding of blood, there is remission of sin. What is the text saying? There's no remission without it. It's saying there is remission with it. With the shedding of blood, there is hope for you. Because of the shedding of blood, there is a chance for you. No matter how far you've drifted, no matter what you've struggled with, no matter where life has ended you today, I can tell you that there's still hope for you. The blood is still reaching for you. The blood still wants to work for you. Our text declares this morning that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Acts chapter 2 tells us that we are to be baptized. We are to repent. We are to be baptized. And then there is a promise of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I'm not coming to argue points with you this morning for many of you have different views on the application of the blood and I'm not here to argue with you over those things this morning but I will tell you this. I will tell you that upon the doorpost and upon the lintel was the blood applied. There's two doorposts and one lintel. There is repentance, there is baptism and there is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I believe the new birth experience is where that the blood of Jesus is really applied into your life. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. I understand that baptism, without baptism, there's no remission of sin. But I'm not going to prescribe to the idea this morning that the only place that blood is applied is in water baptism. Thus, it would take away the importance of repentance. And thus it would take away the importance of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Because if we're saved by the blood, then baptism would be all that we need. But i got to tell you this morning that before you're baptized, you need to repent of your sins. And after you repent of your sins, you must be baptized in Jesus' name. But you cannot go on living a repented life. But then you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. You need to go ahead and complete the redemptive work in your life. You need to let the blood be applied to your life by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you this morning that the new birth experience is where the blood is applied. There's no other place in Scripture to find the application of the blood other than by the new birth experience. Without the new birth experience, there is no possibility of salvation. I come to you this morning to tell you, you must be 
born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. You've got to have this. You must repent. You must be baptized. You must receive the Holy Ghost. Your good works won't do it for you. You've got to be born again. Look at your neighbor and tell him you must be born again. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He laid down his life. But he got up on the third day. The beauty of burial and baptism is that you don't stay buried. But in like manner, you resurrect out of that watery grave. And when you come out of that watery grave, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is your promise. It is God's plan for your life. Repentance is a decision that you must make. It is more than crying tears. It is more than saying, I'm sorry, but it is an about face. It is a turning. We have made repentance. We have simplified repentance down to where it's nothing more than shed a tear, where it's nothing more than saying, I'm sorry, but repentance is a change of mind, of attitude, of heart, of saying, I'm going a different direction. When one truly repents of their sins and says, I'm done with that life, I'm walking away from it. You can do that this morning, by the way. <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. I believe it was the Apostle Paul that said that when, when you have begun to live a new life that you now no longer have to be connected. You owe, you owe the old life. You owe, you owe the old flesh no accountability. You are not responsible to do what the flesh, to let the flesh dictate to you what your future is going to look like. You, you, don't, you don't have to do that. Somebody said, well, because of my, my background, because of my upbringing, because of my personality, because of my addiction the Bible says that when you were born again you now no longer have a connection to that old life old things are passed away all things become new you now no longer have to pay any attention to the man you used to be you are a new creature in Christ Jesus you now by the blood of Jesus can walk in newness of life can walk in wholeness of life that addiction you've been struggling with you can leave it here today that thing you've been dealing with, you can leave it at the altar today. You can leave that old life in the watery grave of baptism. You can leave it at the altar of repentance. You can walk out of here filled with the Holy Ghost. Walk in a new life. Doing a new thing. Behold, all things will become new. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise today. Jesus rose from the grave victorious over death, hell, and the grave. You can leave walking in victory this morning because of the blood. You can leave walking above your sin because of the blood. You can overcome because he overcame. 
John 16, we can overcome the world because he overcame the world. Romans 12, 21, we can overcome evil because he overcame evil. 1 John 2, 13 says we can overcome the wicked one because he overcame the wicked one. Isaiah 25 and 8 said we can overcome the death and corruption because he overcame death and corruption. Romans 5 and 8 says we can escape the punishment of sin because he took it upon himself. I'm closing this morning, but I want to tell you today that you can overcome whatever is affecting you and you feel held hostage by it. You feel held down by it. You feel fettered by it. I got to tell you today, the blood of Jesus can set you free. The blood of Jesus can set you free. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the gospel that I'm preaching to you this morning. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what will get you to heaven. This, ladies and gentlemen, is how you can walk in freedom. Repent of your sins today and walk in newness of life. We have been, stand with me today. We've been given the blood of Jesus. He is offering it freely to us today. You don't work for it. You don't have to do it. This is the free gift of grace. The free gift of grace is not to live sloppy and however you want to live and trust that he's going to just save you in the end. He already has potentially saved you by his blood. The gift of grace is the shed blood of Jesus Christ that is offered to you today. All you have to do is allow him to begin to work in your life. The Bible says that because of sin, we are estranged from him. That at that time, Ephesians 2.12 says that at that time we were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope. Does that sound familiar to anybody today? Having no hope and without God in this world. But now. We are brought nigh by the blood of Jesus. What can wash away your sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What brings you nigh to him? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's flowing in the room today. I actually feel the Holy Ghost today drawing some folks in this house. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed right where you are today. Maybe your choices have kept you from him. Maybe your morals and actions have separated you from him. Maybe you're living a life without God and without hope. What a miserable way to live. Don't live any longer that way. But now in Christ Jesus, you were, who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. It's here for you today. I open these altars. I appeal to those who have never known the redemptive work of the blood, and I call for you today. I call for those today who maybe have walked away from him. But you know that the blood of Calvary is still working and that God is still reaching for you. And this preacher's reaching for you today. Why don't you step out from where you are and just come join these that are already gathered in the front. And just say, I'm coming home to the Lord today. I'm coming to let the redemptive work begin to flow in my life again. I'm stepping out today by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I step forward this morning. I'm coming today depending on Him. I'm coming today reaching for Him. I feel there's a cross on the cross.
yes. For me. for me, oh yes, yes. On the hill there is a cross, on the cross there is blood for me. It's for me, for me, it's for me. On the hill there is a cross, on the cross there is It's for you. It's for you. On the 